2: Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt, Boom Boom, Cabana. Hey, I'm Double
1: J, Jeff here. This is Rich
2: Swan, Matt
1: Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk.
2: Support
1: WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Lou Gowen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Lou Gowen is.
2: Vote the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Rebel. Now Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by
0: lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing great.
2: I'm going to sneak off and watch the Suicide Squad afterwards.
0: Finished recording? Are you? I am yeah. not. I've got to continue working. Why am I? Why do I feel like I'm the chump of this group that is just like constantly recording things?
2: Uh, maybe because you agreed to write a magazine article that then turned
0: into a multi-part series. Hey, look! Just because they asked me to write four thousand words and I wrote ten thousand, that doesn't fall upon me. <laughs> I, I think if anything, that falls upon Dave Meltzer for writing too much.
2: Yes, it's definitely everybody else's fault. The uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've worked at when when the clock strikes four p.m. I will have worked my eight hours today. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to the cinema. <laughs> well,
0: I, I hope you have a really nice time. I, and I, I am obviously joking as well. I, I quite enjoy the fact that I'm doing you know. Twelve-hour days. I, I don't mind it really. I think it's fine. You, well, I'm, you I'm shouldn't be. Fine. You shouldn't not, be. Not, I don't mean. know what. Where are you getting all this work from? I'm not really doing twelve hours. Well, yesterday was a hectic day because we mm. had Pete, Andy, and Laurie off on the same day, <laughs> and so was sort of a lot of the sort of things that need to be done. Sort of fell upon me to sort out, and it was like I thought I had everything in order. And then I just got a message from SP3 been like, Have you got a daily thumbnail for me? And I was like, Oh no, I forgot to Mm. ask me to do the daily thumbnail, I forgot about that. So it was just, it it was, and then I get to get ready for Quizle Mania and everything like that. I was also recording my own podcast, so it was just, it was a lot going on yesterday. Obviously, my own podcast, that's nothing to do with work. That's just me taking on extra <laughs> stuff in when I'm already a busy boy. But anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about right now. What I wanted to talk about is that this episode right here, right now, that you are listening to in your earphones and or earbuds or just out the speaker on your phone, is our last podcast together of the lockdown era. Oh, I didn't think about that. I mean,
2: hopefully, you know, like who knows by oh, by November, as... we could be right back oh.
0: here. As long as everything does not go nipples north and I get pinged when I'm on my way to the office on Monday, everything should because I've got to oh, go to the office tomorrow to like set everything up for Monday. So I've got to hope that between then, uh, between Friday and Monday, nothing goes nipples north and I'm OK to go in for the rest of the week.
2: Oops, Bluetooth's <laughs> off. Oh, no. Oopsie daisy. Turn
0: my Bluetooth oh, off by accident. Oh, is that going to affect the app? Oh, dear. You and I have not done a podcast in person in the same room since March 19th, 2020. March 19th, 2020. And what did we talk about? Do you know what oh, the title was? I do. Exact. I know exactly what it was. In fact, I knew what it was. <laughs> Before like so I searched for it to find the date and I knew exactly what the title of the video was. It was an AEW review, no less. It was Luke Harper and Broken Matt Hardy debut in AEW.
2: Damn. Yeah. But that was on a that was on a show with no fans. It was, yeah. Oh, I remember what we did. Yes, because we had to go in that day before we we stopped working in the office entirely yes mm. i remember
0: because that monday would have been no fans monday it would have been yes it would mm. no fans monday, monday so we um we basically made that decision that that thursday was going to be like you and i were the only people that went in on that day pete would already started his working from home and adam had as well had already started working from home so it was only me and you in the office that day because we had to do the aew review in the news and everything but also prep a load of stuff for the show that we had on the fight network. We filmed like five yeah. minutes of that TV. And we and I don't know if you remember this, we had massive audio issues. Mm. And we had to do the stream twice because the first time we did it there was no audio going through or the audio was really <sighs> quiet. And we then spent the next half an hour trying to fix <laughs> the audio and we could not fix it.
2: How have we done most of this from home stuff? relatively technical problem-free. It's a
0: miracle, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and we've only had, like, a handful of internet dropouts, like, major internet dropouts in yeah. the 18 months that we've been doing this. One of the best of
2: all time was <laughs> Jewel Luke on QuizzleMania, where you joined in two screens.
0: So funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Are I you looking to, forward? a little bit of yeah, I thought it was a fun little bit of trivia. Like We end, we started and ended this with uh, AEW Dynamite, this sort of lockdown era, because the following mm. day, you and I did do a podcast together, um, which was the magazine show. And yeah, I, I but you know what? I have been uh, reticent about, not reticent about going back to the office, that's too harsh a word, uh, but like, because the numbers were going up and everything like that, I was a bit like, uh-oh. And also I got very comfy working from home so Mm. comfy working from home i've got my own little setup here i've got my own little desk me and my wife have got a lovely little routine of a morning it's been delightful really however the closer that we have got to the big return i'm really excited yeah really really excited i'm so i'm only i'm going in tomorrow for a couple of hours just to get stream set up for monday's 50k celebration day and it's just gonna be me and adam but I'm genuinely really looking forward to it. Adam's like, oh, I've got games in the office. And I'm like, brilliant. That'll <laughs> do us, that'll do. I said to him when I was like, do you want to bring some games in? He's like, oh, I've already got some. So um, it's going to be really great. And then on Monday, there's the four of us there for 50k celebration day. I'm just I'm just dead looking forward to it. How about you?
2: Yeah, I because I I was similar. I actually really enjoy working from home. But then my lady partner started to go to actual work, like she's a she's at work pretty much all the time now. So I'm just I'm just a lonely boy. Oh, I'm a lonely boy at home. Lonely boy, lonely boy. And uh, yeah, after I got through the you know the the three four times a day masturbation in between in between little tasks, they get just bored and lonely. Making yeah. cup of tea for one?
0: Oh yeah, I know, man. Also, like, I mean, is this why you ate like two box of cereal in like uh, the span of a day and a half because you were on your own? I have
2: one bowl of cereal, one like uh, a <laughs> one. What do you call them? It's cereal a big box. bowl. Yeah, one box. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm having, I'm having
0: three <laughs> portions per per serving just, does that make sense if if your partner was at home oh yeah. you'd be eating like three portions of this a day
2: no no i i real i ate i ate so incredibly well because lady partner very into cooking very into food she's a vegetarian, great cook, loves baking, I was spoilt as soon as she leaves it is like Two hours go by, and I am eating cold baked bins out of a, team with a tin with a fork, <laughs> sla- and cutting up bits of cheese and just eating bits of cheese with the beans. Like, I thought, I had at least two days of making my own food in me.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I totally get you. Like it's I when you know we got out, uh, went into lockdown, and we left the office. I lost loads of weight. A massive! The weight just fell off me <clears> because I was eating really well. Because my wife's also a very, very good uh, cook and stuff, and she like it helped us. Like you know, we were ma- eating better because we were mm. like together and making uh, meals for each other and stuff. And I love to cook. And my wife said it was like, "Everyone else is just putting on weight. Like I'm putting on weight and lockdown, but you're just like losing the pounds." And I said, "Well, I did go for two walks, so that might have had something to do." But the reality is, I haven't been eating falafel and hummus wraps and chips every day from the van outside to the office
2: it just shows how much the van adds to your your daily calorie intake i don't know if people we haven't talked about the van it's a blue van outside <laughs> our office and it serves fried foods from it Oh, and, and they sells mars bars
0: because he uh, the, the way he does a falafel and hummus wrap is mm. that he deep fries the falafel and then puts them on the fryer uh, afterwards, like on the griddle, so that he double can fry them up a little bit more. Like double fry them so they get like really chunky and crispy. And then he d- deep, fr- deep fat fries the chips as well because um, they're like just coming from frozen. And he just gets this huge portion of chips, cover that with burger sauce yeah. and salt and pepper. And then you get, and the the wrap is two wraps that he then puts the hummus <laughs> and the salad in. You need to get the salad in there and the, the falafel in. So he like double wraps it essentially. So it's this big humongous burrito type thing. It's just delightful. I haven't asked if he's there yet. Well, he is. <gasps>
2: is he already? I... Okay, well, yeah, yeah. I know what
0: I'm doing tomorrow then. Are you
2: sure? Are you, I don't know if you can go from 15 <laughs> months of no like that level of grease. Remember, we would eat it and then what like it was just a thing that we all accepted and normalized. Like, well, yeah, you're gonna be incredibly thirsty for four hours now.
0: Yeah, and so are,
2: no matter how much water you drink, you will not quench this thirst. And we just all thought that was fine. That was just a normal part of our day.
0: I think that's that's specifically unique to you, I think the real thirstiness oh, thing. Because you used to get this with the greasy spoon in the Dagnum office as well. Like if mm-hmm. you and I would get um, uh, lunch from there, you'd spend the rest of the day to be like, "Oh God, I'm so thirsty, so thirsty. Down in water."
2: Me. Yeah, yeah, the tiredness, the the oh, shakes, the
0: so sluggish, so sluggish. Like mm-hmm. we we would like rally for three to do the live show. After that, it was <laughs> basically.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think mate, you want to ease yourself back in. I Ask for a, a half home. portion. Yeah. yeah i don't know how so you I, do I don't it want to be, i
0: don't want to be that sluggish while i'm driving home that might be mm. a mistake i think that, that seems like more dangerous than if I'd, i you know anything else um let's get into this aew show quite the show this was we've got a bit of a hot topic conversation to start with going by the early door comments we've had in thus far because we're just a bunch of impatient marks here's the show
2: I'm going to put this out on Front Street right away. This was Luke's suggestion for a title and throwing you under the bus. I love everything AEW do. They got me into the Christian versus Omega feud, actually. Uh, but Luke thinks otherwise. That's why we're talking about is Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage are all out a mistake on AEW's part. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by lukewarm Luke Owen. Uh, please
0: subscribe. Give us a subscribe, gang. We're on the march to 55k. And boy, howdy, do you want to be subscribing right now? In fact, I'm actually just going to do a little tease of something right here. This is why you want to be subscribing. Look at this. This is next week's schedule that we've got lined up. That is WrestleMania 50K day. We've got Raw the following day, NXT review and SummerSlam predictions, the AEW Dynamite review, live reactions to both SmackDown and AEW Rampage, thought to be the CM Punk debut. Then we've got the SmackDown review the following day with the SummerSlam reactions, a SummerSlam review the following day with the NXT 36 reactions, like that night as well. That is a, this right here, this Monday, that's a ten. That's a twelve-hour stream to celebrate us hitting fifty k subscribers. Big, big time to uh, to get on board. Get on board. So please do subscribe if you haven't already. Subscribe if if for no
2: other reason than the amount of layers Luke had on that Photoshop project. That is a oh, marvel, a and it demands you to enable notifications to always on for this channel. Uh, also, of course, get your Omega chats in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support or read out every single one of them over five US dollars. None of your Canadian or Australian stuff. They're not worth anything. So let's go through what happened here first and then Luke can make his argument why he hates it. Mm -hmm. So fantastic opening match. We'll talk about that more later. It's the Elite Uh, versus Dante Martin and the Seidel brothers. After that, Christian Cage comes out, interrupts a Don Callis promo, and Jurassic Express accompany him eventually. And Christian and Don Callis have this really good back and forth, and Christian, you know, sort of setting up the all-out match, which no one was into, not even the crowd there, because
0: they all started chanting CM Punk and yes, They also Uh, booed the announcement as well, because commentary had said it earlier in the match. Like, at the start of the match, they had said it's going to be Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage at All Out. And I was like, huh. And then when Christian Cage made the announcement, because obviously that was the first time the crowd had heard it, they done booed. It's quite rare for an AEW crowd
2: to boo AEW booking. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not... It's not just WWE's ballpark. Anyway, they had a plan, some layers of booking to get around this. And I think they did a good job of it, which is that Christian and Omega will actually face each other, additionally, this Friday. So tomorrow, on the debut episode of Rampage, by all accounts, it's going to open the show because the main event's going to be Britt Baker in Britsburg taking on Red Velvet for the women's title. But the kicker is... It's going to be for the Impact World Championship, mm-hmm. which is very interesting.
0: Mm. Yeah, and you know this is the first episode of Rampage. This is a brand new show, so perhaps they may want to kick this off with a title change, make people think that you want to be watching these sorts of shows because anything can happen. Red Velvet sure as smeg ain't winning the women's title, so <laughs> let's. Is have Christian win the the Impact World Championship, I think it's a high possibility that Christian uh, wins the Impact World Title this Friday, uh, tomorrow, in fact, and then uh, all out its title for title, so Kenny can win it back. Because really, like for the from the Impact side of things, you want an Impact person to, to dethrone Kenny Omega and get that title back under their own roof, basically. You know, you want something like a Sammy Callahan, a Moose, a Josh Alexander to kind of get that belt off of them. So. But I, I do think that it is quite likely. Yeah, I think there's a high probability that Christian wins on Friday and then Kenny wins it back at All Out. Yeah, that's what I'm
2: I'm picking as well. I think that's a very interesting story because surely a, the AEW are smart. They know that no one is into Christian versus Omega. And it is, it's weird because we're like, oh, it's a bad look. Because it's just an XWWE WWE guy going for the title. It's not like they haven't set this up. This is a story, like it's a it's a well told long term story since Christian's debut back in March. It was a revolution.
0: A revolution. Yeah, it's in February. Debuted. So February. The, the day, like the dynamite after he debuted, he had an angle with Kenny Omega where he <laughs> essentially said, "I'm coming for the title," so. It's not like this is from out of nowhere that they've just sort of you know brought out a part timer, you know, fifty year old part timer and been like, "and I'm having a title shot." This is something they planted seeds for nearly eight months ago. The problem
2: is, everyone wants the part timer XWWE WWE stars, which are Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, rumored to come into the company soon. Of course, Bryan's debut is meant to be slightly after all out. That's later in September. The big name is Punk, who debuts. Hopefully possibly maybe there's a chance
0: next Friday in Chicago. I
2: but mean, I don't oh, even I, think I,
0: I'll, I'll be honest with you now. He better make in debut on that show because it doesn't start until 3 a.m. and you and I are watching it live.
2: He said he might be doing a <laughs> something far more important which is a cinema screening of episode 3 of the stars drama TV show Heels which he stars. Right. In.
0: It's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I all mean, I, yeah.
2: Or episode three of
0: stars. But Tony Khan did also say, hey, you know, we're all expecting it, though, aren't we? There's, you know, Everyone knows what to expect from that show. The juice. <laughs> Tony Khan's seen this. Of course, Khan
2: watches this podcast. He's thinking he's new punk rants has ruined
0: Tony Khan's perception of what draws. And now was yeah. like bring the juice in. Well, also Tony Khan has to watch this show. It's part of the contract negotiations we had with him for the Khan yeah. Coin, is that he has to watch this and, and add to our viewing figures.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe we should only read out uh, Omega chats over a certain amount of Khan Coin. Unfortunately, gonna, the, the uh, value of Khan, Tony Khan Tony Coin. Khan. Yeah, Tony- the, <laughs> the value of Khan Coin fluctuates so volatile. Like it's so volatile price wise, we can't keep that consistent. But yes, I think Punk's going to be the draw for All Out. It's in Chicago. We've said this forever. It's the Christian, like the, whoever Omega faces on that card isn't going to be as important. Although I think they could have, you know, why not have two amazing big time matches on there? Why Which not also that, have yeah. Paige versus Omega? Well, that was going to be my shout as well, yeah. But I think in making it champion versus champion, into promotional, but kind of not is pretty damn cool and has has made me
0: excited for that
2: possibility
0: and like and here is the here's the <clears> only <throat> problem that I would present to all of this because what you just said there laid out makes complete sense and I actually very much agree with it like I said I'm pretty confident that cage is winning the title this friday title for title all out feels like a big deal that's that's a thumbs up from me in a way but going by the reactions that we've had on this show the reactions that Denise and I have had from the friday show n- Very few people. I would say, and this is I think this says a lot, not even Tempest is into the idea of Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega for the title at all out. Tempest is from Canada. Like he (laughs) has to be a mark for Christian Cage. It's it's like by decree. And his debut uh in AEW was unfortunately slightly overhyped because it was the Hall of Fame worthy uh signee, and everyone thought that Christian Cage was a letdown. He was then, lest we forget, booed at Double or Nothing when it looked like he was Mm. going to win the Casino Battle Royal and cheered when, like, (laughs) cheering for Jungle Boy because they wanted Jungle Boy to get the win and not Christian. And he's had good matches on Dynamite, but he hasn't been getting, like, monster reactions that would be like, oh, and he's the guy we now need to push into the, uh, the main event of this show. And you look at this segment here. He got a pop when he came out. The second he said, I'm going for the title, people booed him. The only time he got cheered is because he did a swear. And then Jungle Boy's music hit, and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus got a bigger pop than Christian did. So now he was fourth behind Danielson, Punk and Page. Now he's fifth, maybe even sixth behind Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. So... Is your sixth most popular guy on this show the one to go for your title on this show? And I totally get it. People are like, well, CM Punk is on the show. CM Punk's on All Out. He's going to overshadow everything. But I kind of echo what you said is like, so does that mean that you can just forget about every other match on the card then because only it's a one match card? Because that makes for a pretty cack show. I would argue, why not put on a really, really great show with lots of great things on it and the CM Punk pop at the end is like the cherry on the cake. Like surely that's, that's a way to entertain fans as opposed to presenting stuff that people aren't into with like, well, they'll pop for Punk at the end so that'll make it all worthwhile.
2: It, we don't really know what the rest of the all-out card is. It's it's weird to to be three weeks out from, uh, you know, an AEW show and really not have an idea of most of the matches. We've got uh, of one course, matched. we're going to get Cage versus Omega. That's been announced.
0: Yeah, we've got two or, matches another? announced thus far. Uh, Pac Andrade is the other one. That's, oh, yes. has basically been announced. So those are our two matches we've got thus far. And I think yeah. probably Santana and Ortiz versus FTR, I guess. Hmm. Um, But
2: we I think let's see where the chips fall over the next couple of weeks, because this all might be a swerve.
0: Well that's it. That's what a lot of other people are saying that it could be some swerve happening. They've got some big grander plan. And <coughs> hey, dude, like AEW have done so much to show to me as a viewer that I put the trust into them. So yeah, like I you could say that putting this as a the title of this video as a mistake is clickbait or whatever you want to argue. I think you'd be wrong to argue that. But it is, I, I think you could also make the very solid argument that there's something to be coming. It makes me want to watch Friday's show. Because if Christian loses on Friday, because oh, I don't think they, I don't think they'll do a, an F finish. Like I, I don't think they'll do a DQ or anything like that. I think that would be very poor form to kick off Rampage with that. Mm. So there has to be a clean finish. So either Christian wins or Kenny wins, in which case Kenny has pinned Christian like ten days before his pay-per-view match for the title, which is also bad. This episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast is brought to you by the good folk over at Manscape.com.
2: One of the most painful things in life for us blokey blokes is pulling a
0: hair out of our nose with tweezers. No joke, I did it the other night while watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, though I did it with my fingers because I'm a man and I really wish I hadn't because it really hurt. And then I felt sad and I was unable to enjoy Willow's traumatic journey to becoming Dark Willow. Oh god, you're an idiot. I am? Because
2: you should have used Manscaped's Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer. A trimmer they've spent over a year developing, reinventing the traditional nose trimmer into something way more effective, a 9000 RPM motor. 360 degree rotary dual blade system, contoured 23 degree angle, water resistant tech, and a lithium ion battery that lasts so long, I've had mine for six months and have yet to charge it.
0: So start off your 2021 right by upgrading your Manscaped routine to include the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer, and you can get 20% off with free international shipping by using our promo code WTTV at Manscaped.com That's M-A-N- S-C-A-P-E-D with the promo code WTTV to get 20% off and free international shipping. Thanks Manscaped for making me a better man. And thanks for letting me enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
2: Let's see what you guys think. Uh, The Portuguese, Mr. Davis. Hi, lads. Very good show. However, I didn't like that Christian just challenged for the Impact title from out of nowhere. What has he done to deserve that title opportunity? Didn't like it. Feel free to disagree with me. Just my opinion. Love you, boys. Um, I quite like, like,
0: I just thought it was cool. and, you know, he, he said he had chats with Scott Demore or whoever it was. That was it. It was. Yeah, it was like a Scott Demore Tony Khan thing. And then like when Scott mm. Demore was on the show later and he was talking about the people he'd like to see, rep- like, you know, represent them as champions, talking about, you know, putting over the dark. World, I'd love to have them represent us as a tag team on, on impact. So I think it, it, it there was a kayfabe reason for it. But I agree with you. It was just sort of like from out of nowhere.
2: I didn't mind it. I thought, you know, Christian's got that TNA lineage, used to hold the NWA title belt there, so not the Impact TNA one. Uh, I thought it was good. Uh, Anthony Velasquez, I would have done Cage versus Omega as a TV title match, not a pay-per-view match. Now he gets two title shots. I like Christian, but he's run an AEW so far. Hasn't been the greatest. Also Andrade versus it all out. Yes, please. Chris McIntyre, hey, guys, first time Omega chat. Love your work. I'd quite like Christian to win the Impact title to begin the Omega Elite decline and losing the titles. And as Kenny loses his mind, clinging to the AEW belt, Hangman returns and challenges and wins at full gear. What do you think about?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are figuring that Hangman, if he's not, if, you know, once it was announced that he wasn't going to be in the world title match at All Out, which is what Dave Meltzer reported <coughs> a few weeks back, I think a lot of people said, oh, it'll be at full gear then. Knowing AEW, it'll be at All Out next year because <laughs> I'll find some way to stretch this out.
2: Deadpunk1905. Hey, guys, another fun as heck dynamite that I had to watch on my phone again had to work again. Boo! I'm not as against Cage uh, Omega at All Out as I once was, but it's still not Hangman. Those CM Punk chants were loud as heck. Roll on next week's rampage, jam that jam. Matt Hennessy, The things I didn't like. One. The Omega and Cage promo was great, but I'm not into it as a feud. It should be Hangman. I kind of hope Cage is kayfabe injured. Oh, excuse me, on Rampage that way. Page, who had to drop out of the top five, can get back into it. I don't I don't think that works as a as a babyface way to get in, you know, oh the other guy was injured. Plus he'll be at the bottom, surely.
0: Well, I think that's what they're saying. I think he had have to work his way back up the rankings and, you know, do that across mm. Dynamite and Rampage. Before he can get to all out, but like that, it we're, we're too close to all out now. Hmm.
2: Matt Hennessey again, Cage versus Omega reminds me of Autumn versus Batista at WrestleMania 30. The fans aren't into, uh the fans aren't into it. And Page is Daniel Bryan of the situation, the guy people actually want for the all out main event. I love AEW, but this feels like a WWE move pushing through and going for the match your fans don't
0: want. I I would say I don't think it's a match that fans don't want. It's a match that fans aren't into. I think there's a a a slight difference there because, like the match, I think the match will be really good. I don't think it'll be the five star match that Don Callis was uh, touting about (laughs) in the promo, but I think it'll be a really good match.
2: It's a match people don't want as the main event, as one of their biggest shows of the year. Yeah, no, no, it probably won't be the main event. Yeah. Nate S, I trust AEW booking decisions, and they usually deliver, but if they do end up doing two Christian Kenny title matches and Punk doesn't debut all in at the next few weeks, I'm nervous they'll lose a lot of support. Not me, but I don't know how I could defend it. I the Punk things. God,
0: God. It has to. come has It has to.
2: Charles Berg. If it was WWE, I'd say strike while the iron is hot for Paige, but that's because I have no trust WWE could do a long-term storyline. AW has built up goodwill, so I'm okay with seeing where this goes. Hangman arc isn't done. He's still afraid to disappoint people.
0: I think this is the other key to this. I think when you know, I say, like, well, oh, I don't think people are into... Uh, Christian versus Omega, people are like, well, you can't do the hangman stories. Like, well, there are other options that people, mm. there are people, there are other people on this roster that, that the fans are way into more than Christian Cages. That's, the, I think that's where the mistake lies is that fans aren't into Christian.
2: Malachi Black, uh, I, I think is like one of the hottest guys. How they sell heart right now. <laughs> Big Eye Courtiers, Christian as Kenny's opponent for All Out is such a letdown. Overall, Christian in, in AEW has been met. I really don't get the hype for him at all. Bucks fan 818 would I rather see Hangman versus Omega at All Out? Yes. However, I trust AEW to make Christian versus Omega more interesting and to also keep the Hangman story hot until full gear if needed. The intangible one, Cliff Beard. I don't think the Christian-Omega match at All Out happens. I think the Elite take him out after the match on Rampage. Also can't wait for Sean Ross Sapp versus Denise and Wale versus Sam at All Out. Hi guys, not able to watch this live today. However, don't bank on Christian too much. Everyone, check out Impact Tonight. There should be something interesting happening there if
0: plans didn't change. So, Dan has obviously read the Impact spoilers that they did from the last set of tapings because he has been sending us Ultra Chats about something, which leads me to believe that Brian Myers has won something. And Dan's now very excited about that.
2: Cool. Uh ten RZA. Hey guys, as an Australian, thanks for thanks
0: for the <laughs> thanks for of the burial. Because you buried their money. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's worthless. You Get donated in money. US
2: dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but just want to say there will be an angle on Rampage to eliminate Christian from all out. And please book a Sam Roberts Wale show. QuizzleMania was incredible. Shoots for days. Uh, go check that out on Parts
0: Unknown. That was last night's Quizlemania. Who won? I don't actually know that. Old oh, Tempest won quite easily. So, like, damn. Tempest had it won after the first round. Basically, damn it, Luke. He got he got four out of the five on um prices. Rubbish, uh, rather than really yeah. what the actual word was. And hey then there man. was a round. Then there was a round that was you had to like get closest to the match length. Like, he would put, like, Adam would put up a match and you had to like guess how long the match was. And Tempest got basically oh, all of them right. God damn it. Alpaca Nation you know? 87. Do you know that Edge versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania 36 or whatever it was, was under 40 minutes? Yes, I think I did. Because I thought it was like 42 minutes or something, like 43 minutes. Mm. I mean, I wrote down 43 It was like 30, and...
2: 38 or something.
0: Yeah, it was like 36 minutes or something. I, I, I wrote mm. down 43 minutes in five days. But um, apparently it was, I I couldn't believe it was under 40 minutes.
2: Alpaca Nation 87. I feel if next week's rampage wasn't being washed over with CM Punk news and such, the Cage versus Omega match would be more well received. What if the screening is just a swerve set up by AEW Jam That Jam? So this is Punk saying that he, cu- he might not be able to make it because there's a, a cinema screening of his uh, TV show. Uh, that'd be cool if they went to those lengths, but I think everyone knows it by now. No need to do that. That's an interesting point, though. If the if the punk news wasn't there, no, I I think people would still push against it because it's the Hangman Page stuff. That's it. That's what I would say as well. <clears throat> Ma, I'll just do a few more to finish off. Oh my god, we've had so many chats. I'll do I'll do all the ones on this topic. Uh, marmalade squeeze. I mean, or it makes marmalade? more sense for Hang. Marmalade, li- we Lady marmal. <laughs> Marmalade squeeze. I mean, it makes more sense for Hangman and Kenny to have their blow-off match at Full Gear. It is where Hangman lost in the number one contenders match, where Kenny began his rise, and where Hangman
0: lost himself. This is great storytelling. Yeah, yeah, and like, here's the thing: is that the Full Gear match and doing it there you're right makes complete sense i think what a lot of people have been saying to do it at all out is because yeah strike while the iron is hot and the mm. iron was so- look at that entrance for hangman in the dark order a couple of weeks so ago good. the crowd were dying to see kenny versus page you don't know if you're going to have that same reaction guaranteed for full gear if if the main event, you know, the title match truly doesn't matter because Punk's going to be on the show,
2: make an Omega versus Dante Martin.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, people were massively into Dante Martin on this show. Yeah. More than Christian Cage, I would argue.
2: Dean Barretton, the issue I have is that the all-out match won't be the main event. Therefore, this will be the second pay-per-view Kenny hasn't been in the main event. If the match was against Page, it would have been the main event 100%. Kenny needs to be the centrepiece of AEW. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Title should go on last.
0: I also think that the Punk... You know, they said like plans in AEW would change when Punk came in. I think that might be one of the plans that changed. Like, mm-hmm. if they didn't want Punk's debut to overshadow Paige getting the title, not that I think it would, because I think people will be talking about all of the good things that happened mm-hmm. on the show. Maybe they did to make the decision to delay it till 4Gear.
2: Chris Wagstaff... Kenny Christian twice in three weeks surely can't happen, right? It's either 50-50 booking and then we'll be due a rubber match or one guy's going to get pinned twice in such a short space of time after being protected for so long. It's It doesn't seem an AEW move. Yeah, which is why I think we just need to watch it play out, really. Because, it, yeah, they usually do the right thing. Uh, or better, Stephen Guzman. My theory is Kenny beats Christian on Friday, which will lead Christian shot all out being challenged by Hangman, as Christian lost his place in the rankings. Now Hangman wins when the Dark Order stops the Elite from interfering, as Kenny prefers a Christian
0: Cage win. The <laughs> problem there is that is he won't fall out the All Elite Wrestling rankings because this is an Impact match, so it doesn't count mm. towards their Impact. I don't think it does anyway.
2: Christopher Jazzcat. Hey. Uh,
0: Christian winning the Impact title
2: is a great idea, but it will mean the Impact champ losing to the AEW champ on the pay-per-view. At this point, if AEW can't deliver CM Punk, they will lose a lot of the goodwill they've built up with the fans. maki o- Ito respect Army. Uh, and finally for now, Donato Hunter. Hi, I obviously want to see Kenny versus Hangman more than Kenny versus Christian, but if the same show has a CM Punk debut and potential Daniel- Brian Danielson news, then I would be worried about the Hangman match being overshadowed. I don't know if Hangman
0: loses. Also, can I just to remind everyone, when people talk about WrestleMania X Seven, they don't just talk about that angle at the end. They also talk about all of the other great matches that happened on the card, and like the, the you know the TLC match and things like that. Mm. Uh, Vince versus Shane. You can have more than one good moment on a on a wrestling pay per view card. It is it is allowed.
2: Totally agree.
0: Um, please get all your
2: ultra omega chat, sorry, into WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over US dollars at the number five. That's five US dollars. Right. This full show. Oh, also subscribe. Do the subscribe thing now. Yeah. Do you want me so to do the thing again? Show the thing. Show the thing huh. to make them subscribe showing this
0: look at this look at this as look at this as like what you've got coming up next week too much wrestlemania 50k live stream the raw review NXT and SummerSlam predictions. It's Laurie versus Pete. We've got the AEW Dynamite review. Me and Ollie doing live reactions to SmackDown and Rampage. Starts at 1 a.m. British time. SmackDown on Saturday, SummerSlam reactions, SummerSlam review, NXT takeover reactions. But look at this. On Monday, 10 a.m. BST, it's a 12 hour stream. We are watching all of the WrestleMania. Attitude era WrestleMania's back to back. That is 14 through to 17. We may have an optional goal there of WrestleMania X8 as well, which will make it a full 12-hour stream. Yeah, that is going to be a fun old time. Look at those four boys. Those four boys there, Ollie, myself, Adam, and Pete are going to be watching it from the office together.
2: We are all returning to the office. It's so excited, you know. You, I I didn't just get to the office though. Next week, I was actually uh in attendance for this week's show. <laughs> Look, there I am, front row, watching the main event. How Thank old? you, is whoever that, that fan is. Oh, it's old. That's like, like
0: early doors, um, first year. Yeah, yeah,
2: like really early. Ollie on YouTube. I think if you search Ollie Davis on google
0: it's one of the first pictures that comes up so that's probably where they got it from Mm. it's a good picture of you though and yeah and it's really awesome thank you so much for taking that sign to the show i really appreciate that
2: yes yeah made me made me happy especially because it's so close to my new best friend mjf
0: yeah yeah oh yeah
2: right so this episode rich is asking if it's dx solo was it dx solo
0: put the picture back up bring that picture back up enhance (laughs) I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it is.
2: No. Bad, cool, rich. (laughs) Stupid suggestion. Um, Right, so (laughs) this episode of Dynamite started off with MJF cutting a promo backstage, setting up the main event, which was going to be the fourth Labour of Jericho against Wardlow. And he, you know, sort of was like, Wardlow's gonna beat you. And then he turns to Wardlow and says, get this one done. Unlike the cage match against Cody, which of course Wardlow lost. And Wardlow's yeah. like, and he breaks an apple in his hand.
0: Yeah, this was um, I mean it was a good promo by MJF uh, MGF to set up the main event. I actually really like that line, it's like, oh yeah, just like you did with Cody in the cage. I thought mm. that was a really, really good line. Um a-, a bit more dissension perhaps between Wardlow and MJF. Yeah. Like, you know, because we're getting I didn't see this coming. MJF versus Jericho is on TV. It's not an all-out match. Mm. I would have, I would have put money that being an all-out match. So maybe the all-out match is Wardlow MJF. <laughs>
2: oh, I
0: don't know. I think that's a bit too soon.
2: You know, that's that's at least four years away. I can't believe <laughs> we're now making fun of long-term booking. <laughs> so I'm so used to weekly booking. Uh, we're
0: so fickle as fans.
2: The opener was an extraordinary trios match. They really are calling them all trios now. I don't. I don't know if this has always been a thing, but I've certainly noticed it recently. They're never six-man tags. They're trios. It was Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks versus Dante Martin and the Seidel Brothers. It was. It was just a great match. And what was so exciting was that the last third was all Dante Martin. You know, this really yeah. young, exciting prospect part of top flight of course but his brother's injured isn't he that's why he's wrestling solo and it was just him and kenny there was a there was about a minute period where they just had a singles match in the ring
0: and it was fantastic the crowd was so into him yeah this crowd were like hot for this (laughs) match anyway because they're hot for kenny and the bucks and you know the side going in and doing like yeah their big flips and everything really got into but this crowd came alive when Dante Martin got in the ring, particularly for his, excuse me, flurry with Kenny Omega. Here is why Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world. Here is why I absolutely adore Kenny Omega. And I mentioned this at the Double or Nothing review as well. uh, And why I think that Kenny Omega is better at this type of role than Roman Reigns is. When I watch a Roman Reigns match and people get near falls, I never truly believe that someone Mm. is getting, that Roman is going to lose. There were multiple times during this match where I thought, Dante Martin's going to pin Kenny Omega. Kenny makes me believe that he could get pins, but he always, but never looks weak off the back of that. He always looks incredibly strong off the victory. It's just, you know, they just slightly get a little slip on him. He's just, he's amazing at that.
2: Yeah. Um, and what, what I liked is it was actually Martin who ended up taking the pin. And you're like, but you've got Matt Seidel's brother right there. Why isn't he taking the pin? It's his job. But actually, I think it, it works better because Dante Martin he gets hit by the one-winged angel. That's, it's not like he kicks out of that. Bloody hell, that would, that would have been too much. But then they pick him up and they all hit the BTE trigger on him. And it's just like, it was almost like a mark of respect or, or like, yeah, this guy is
0: a serious threat. So I because, really, yeah. really good stuff. Sorry, Callus was screaming on commentary. You can pin him now. Don't pick mm-hmm. him up, just pin him now. And I think you're right, Like maybe it is almost that mark of respect thing. Or, or actually, maybe it was just a bit of, you dick, trying to get yeah. some near falls on me. I'm going to beat you up even more now. <laughs> After that,
2: we got the, the Elite started to cut a promo. And this is where Christian came down. We've kind of already covered this. But there are some just fantastic bits in this where D- Christian comes down and Don Callis is like, can you count, Christian? There's ten of us and one of you. And there was eight of them.
0: <laughs> well, he said that when he came out on commentary as well. When he came out, he's like, oh, I've never been part of a six-man booth. and It's like, "Is there's four of us. And Don is like, I do the job of four men. And they were like, that'd be yeah. an eight-man booth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he probably said that line to set up this line. Exactly. He, is, he is so good. And then the he called Christian a Stamford stooge as well. Of course, Stamford is where WWE uh, is based. Uh, so really, really good promo work. Uh, but it was <laughs> Jurassic Express. They make the challenge for next week. So we're going to get Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks for the tag titles next week. Huge match. Cannot wait for that. Yeah. Uh, and then the the music, Jungle Boy's music started to play. oh, 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 oh. and Kenny Omega stops the music. <laughs> Looks into the camera, see it like seriously. Okay, are you are you saying whoa or no? <laughs> like the blue cha- so it was. It Amazing. really made me laugh out loud at seven in the morning in an yeah, empty room. It was
0: so good, I
2: proper loved that. Yeah, uh, Malachi Black got a pre-recorded promo. He is not in a cupboard, but he is. He he does
0: have Cody's shoe. He does, yeah. I mean, and do you know what? Like it was a promo that it's a very uh Malachi Black or an Alistair Black uh, promo that you would expect. But like it feels like it's got substance now because he decked Cody mm. last week. So we've kind of feel like it's the, the promos feel like they're being backed up by something. I think I would like I what I hope now is that we only get this for seven months.
2: Yeah. Well, I hope we get a black versus Buddy Murphy match end of August at all out. I don't think you need awesome. to go back to the Cody one right away. Uh, a Miro promo for Rampage. He's excellent as always. He'll be facing Fuega del Sol on Friday tomorrow, where if Fuego del Sol wins, if he beats Miro for the TNT
0: title, he'll also get an AEW contract. Yeah, we said that they might do a title switch on Rampage and I said it's sure as smeg won't be Red Velvet. I think Fuega del Sol stands even less chance of beating Miro. <laughs>
2: Uh then we got a kind of decent but ultimately just just their match because it there's not really any storyline progression or anything. I think it's pretty much just to give Darby Allen something to do before a certain someone shows up next week, keep him fresh in people's minds. It was Darby Allen versus Daniel Garcia after their six man tag last
0: week, and he won. Yeah, you know, it worked him over during the break, hit the coffin drop for for the win. Pretty good. 2.0 were at ringside again. They attacked Sting and then Sting and and Darby Allen stood tall. I think that's kind of always been my problem with the Sting and Darby Allen tag team is that they always stand tall. Mm. They feel like (laughs) the most protected tag act in the company. Well, Sting is going to be
2: wrestling next week. He's he's wrestling on Dynamite next week
0: against 2.0, I guess. Yeah, I think it is. That's huge, but surely as well, like if they haven't climbed the tag rankings, you know, maybe they're going to face the Young Bucks. At, well, a, they're not at having tag matches, matches, are they? They had tag. They've had two of them. They had a pay per view, no less. They, have yeah, but one was a
2: cinematic one. It still counts. I don't think so. I've got a note in my in my notes here that I, that I obviously couldn't make work. It just said do a bit where you keep thinking Sting is Danhausen. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone if anyone can write that bit for me, I will start Watch doing that. that. <laughs> it's like, well, why is everyone going crazy for Danhausen?
0: <laughs> I mean, it'd be so good. But like I don't think people will pick up. It. Do you remember when you made the, you did this joke about uh, Seven, and you said spoilers for the end of Fight Club? Yeah. And people did not get that you were making a joke about that. People really mm. people did not pick up on the subtlety of the joke. I think people just would like flat out say, Oh, Ali, you know, that's that's stink. That's that's not Danhausen. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll see if I can make it work.
2: Speaking of jokes, my, uh, you know, my wife.
0: I, I'm very aware of, of her. Yes.
2: My wife came over to me the other day and said, you don't listen to anything I say. And I thought, it's a weird way to start a conversation. The Lucha Bros are backstage with Andrade. Uh, No, they're not with Andrade. They're with Pac. And they're annoyed about travel stuff. So Pac says, Oh, I'm going to challenge you, Andrade,
0: for the right to book the Lucha Bros Ubers. What what happened here is that... A death triangle were essentially arguing over who's going to be the person that has a Papa Andrade. And Pensa steps forward and be like, I want to have this. Mm. I didn't pick up on this. It was actually Steve here that pointed this out on the old Twitter machine. Pax said this to um to one uh, to Penta in Spanish to show that he is learning Spanish so he can feel like he is part of this family. He doesn't need Alex Abrahantes to be like Penta says it like I know what Penta said. Um but he said to the Lucha Bros. You guys should be going after the tag titles. Mm. So maybe it's the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros at all out. But that's what he was saying. So, he, and then he said to Andrade, and I quote, "Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough." Which <laughs> I loved as a line. Uh, the so we'll we'll
2: do because later on in the show, Andrade and Chavo had a reply, which was, "Well, let's have a match at all out then." So that's happening: singles match, pack versus Andrade, as we've already covered. But in it. Chavo was like, and we'll see who really is the boss. And I, I like this presentation of Andrade and Chavo. They're wearing the suits. They do seem a bit more like your, your gangster family thing. Andrade is, of course, going to take that boss character. Poor poor QT Marshall. Um, so I, I feel like this. I feel like this might be setting up either a few more Luchadors are going to debut with Andrade, or the Lucha Bros. Are gonna turn on Pac and side with him in this match. Ooh. Yeah, good do. Because who's he who's he the boss of? Otherwise.
0: All all luchadores.
2: Uh, then we got Orange Cassidy, Wheeler Utah and Chucky T taking on Matt Hardy and the private party. Uh, this was just a standard match that Hardy won.
0: Yeah, I think my my if I was to have a little nitpick criticism uh, in there is that Nyla Rose ran down and attacked Chris Statlander, which is to set up the match they've got later on, which is exactly the same spot that happened last week when Mm -hmm. Layla Hirsch came down to attack the Bunny to set up their match on the on the card. It's uninspiring. (laughs) If, If if we did it last week, just run it again. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fine little match I enjoyed um, Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy Working together, and it was nice To see the Hardys actually Pick up a win for once, because I don't feel That they do that very often Yeah, I'm just,
2: it's a bit Mid-card and repetitive for me Very mid-card, it yeah. sort of... It's fun when it's on TV You get, like, Orange Cassidy Gets to do his
0: spots but is, it, but is that a bad thing, that they have A mid-card, and the mid-card Feels like a strong mid-card? I just feel like I'd rather some other things.
2: Like, I'd rather Miro. I'd rather, like, you know, where's Ethan Page? Stuff like that. Yeah,
0: I, I think that's... But Orange idea. Cassidy
2: as a draw. Uh, thank you, Yanni Hamid, for becoming a member. Memberg. Of course, if you become a member to this channel, you get a little thing by your name, and you can watch video versions of our podcast intro and outros.
0: They're all uh, on this special feature think, section. I think Producer Rich will be able to confirm this. I think... They are our 101st Memberg. Ooh, thank you. Maybe 102nd. But no, thank you so much. Really, really lovely seeing people become the mm. Uh After that, we got the
2: Andrade challenge, which was accepted. Uh, Santana and Ortiz got a video package, keeping that plate spinning. Then we got Chris Statlander versus Nyla Rose, which was actually pretty cracking, I thought. Statlander yeah, I really looked fantastic here. And considering how much Rose is protected, she was beaten pretty, pretty like spectacularly in under five minutes.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I think we're getting Statlander, uh, Baker at all out, And I think they've been doing a lot mm. to kind of like feature Statlander on TV, delay that Thunder Rosa match for maybe full year or something like that. Maybe even have Thunder Keep Rosa
2: delaying it just yeah, keep delaying all the plans well, maybe
0: they'll do something with thunder rosa in the nwa women's championship which she did say that she wants to try and win back so yeah maybe you could do statlander baker which i'd be massively into i think that'd be mm. really really fun and i thought the statlander looked great um i like nyla rose this was a fun uh, a short match with the area 51 area 451 for the win it felt a bit like a hoss battle because it was mm. just big
2: move big move big move like a sort of paul heyman template i, I really enjoyed Enjoy. this match They did only have five minutes. So you've got to go in there and do the Paul Heyman template. Uh, Jurassic Express stole a basketball from the Bucks and dunked a ball. (sighs) I like Britt Baker. Yeah, it was good. Britt Baker came out to a huge hometown reaction. She was a mega star here. They've given everybody like
0: scarves or towels or something. And they all like like, whip them around their heads. I don't think they gave them to him. I think it's a Pittsburgh thing because I'm pretty sure I saw uh Baker because Brit Baker knows who I am. Um so I think Brit Baker on um Twitter posted up a video of Pittsburghians at a sports game doing Steelers. that with towels. Yeah, 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 the Steelers, ice hockey and all that. Movie, mm. Doing the 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 towel thing, baseball and whatnot. And she said Make sure you bring all of those to uh, Dynamite this Wednesday. So clearly, it is like a Pittsburghian thing. I don't think it was something that AW oh, yeah. handed them out, but it was
2: it was entirely focused around the ring.
0: Yeah, I think it's because those are the hardcore Pittsburghian people. But like, surely,
2: all- other people, other people would have brought them if it wasn't a planted thing by AW. I'm not saying it's, it's a bad thing; it's I, a great idea. I don't think this was a planted thing. I think it's just what people in Pittsburgh do. But more people would have done it outside of that rows number one through to
0: row ten. They were doing it all around the building. I thought they were just doing it in that circle. No, there was people around the building with them. Uh, four inches is, is a big difference. And they've never at that. AEW at an <laughs> AEW show before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Brick had a really good promo. She's so good now at being like this badass tweener. Uh, she's not really, she's not a heel, but she's not a baby face either. She's just brilliant, uh, very unique. And then she said that it's going to be her versus Red Velvet in the main event of Rampage, which is the first time the women have main evented because Thunder Rosa technically was unsanctioned, you know. Um, technically, yes, very, I, I very do, I,
0: cool. I loved this because. I'm not saying that a. I'm not saying a particular company. I'm just saying that another company might have had Baker go out there, and because she is the heel, cut a heel promo on the crowd mm. so that they get the heel reaction. But AEW, because she is like organically over in um, so, oh okay, there you go. So they were handed them out for the first few rows. I stand corrected. Like the man in orthopedic shoes. I stand corrected. Um, mm. but like yeah, might sort out the go- height difference as well. <laughs> Someone did send me a photo of two people, one of which was six foot, and the other which was six foot four, and you could see the difference there. And I think people have completely missed the point that I was making. If everyone is those heights, no one feels <laughs> special. That's what I was. That's what I was saying. There's referees. It doesn't matter. They're all the same I'm bloody kidding. height. Anyway, I thought this promo was really great, and I'm glad that she didn't go heel on the crowds.
2: Yeah, it just shows like when you lean into a hometown crowd, it. It's so much better than yeah, right? actively working against what people want. Like you hate your own audience. Uh, having said really, that, I mean, though, really,
0: they, really, they should have pinned her, uh, you know, to, mm. to really get really get some of that heel heat.
2: I still don't think Red Velvet is the person who should be going here. I just, I, like for me, she's not featured enough. I don't really, like I'm looking at the rest of the roster and there's so many other people that would make this more exciting.
0: Okay, well then I would ask you, who? Chris Statlander. But if you didn't Statlander at the pay-per-view, then you've got to have a stepping stone before she gets to that point. And if, if, do, and if Red Velvet is, that... is ranked number one, then that's the person you go with. Otherwise, what's the point of the ranking system? Thunder Rosa, Ty Conte. But you don't want to spunk away the Thunder Rosa match. Like, you, maybe you want to do that bit like later on well, if then... you're saving that for a big show. <laughs> I disagree. I, I, I,
2: I don't think it's... Like you said, no one believes she's going to win.
0: Uh, no, but I don't think it's about whether or not she's going to win. It's about giving Britt Baker a big moment mm. in her hometown. Sometimes Davis, it's all it's about the moments. Mm. Mm. Uh,
2: they had a they had a pull apart brawl. Uh, Starks and Cage got a video package. Then we got the Good Brothers versus the Dark Orders, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson for the Impact Tag Team Titles. I was looking forward to this, and they. You Know it was good, Stu Grayson is just superb, but um, a lot of it was in the ad break, and you, you only really got to see five minutes of action. It, it just did, just was quite unfulfilling, I thought. Unfortunately,
0: I enjoyed it. I thought, uh, I mean, Dark Order, I think, are uh, great. I think Stu Grayson mm. is awesome, like, he's so so good. Um, and I really like the Good Brothers as well. I, I had fun with it. Scott DeMore was on commentary as well, and I yeah. love Scott D'Amore. so like, that was really fun, you know, from Impact Wrestling. Um, there was some heel shenanigans at the end, distracting the referee uh, with stun gun by Carl Anson, the magic killer on Grayson for the win. Um, I think the key to this and you're sort of like the story they were telling is that it was only Colt Cabana that came out with them. There was no Reynolds. There was no silver, no 10, no five. It was just those guys. Mm-hmm. And they have now almost created this split in the dark order, which I think is a, a fascinating way to take the group. Uh, we got a Camille versus Layla
2: Hirsch video package for the NWA women's title, which was fun now, to see. Now,
0: there's a height difference you can actually see. <laughs> That's only four inches. Is it really? Wow. No. I mean, okay. <laughs> of course uh, it's not because we... there's an actual height difference between <laughs> them because they're not the same height. QT Marshall
2: came out for an interview with Tony Schiavone next. Uh, wanting an apology, Tony wouldn't give it to him. So Nick Kamaroto just dragged Tony's real-life son, Chris, into the ring. Uh, And Cutie was like, well, apologize to me or I'm going to beat up your son. Tony's like, okay, I apologize. Too late. Hits the diamond cutter, not the stunner, like I weirdly said in the news. And who should come down to chase them away but Paul? Well, it's Paul White.
0: Yeah. You think we're getting a Paul White match at All Outs? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, same here. Against who? QT Marshall. Oh, not against Tony. You- <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine if it's Paul and Tony as a tag team against the Nightmare Factory? That I would watch. That's what That's what Jerry and JR would have done back in the day. You're Oh, I love it. I love it even more now. Or maybe it'll be Paul White against all of the Nightmare Factory because let's be honest, we're not pushing them. They are just they're just a group of lads. There was a story over the weekend. They've four more people have
2: joined. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I thought about. they'd broken up. <laughs> uh he chokeslammed Aaron Solo, which was cool to see. It's crazy, like, you know, I d who who thought I'd want to see a bit like genuinely want to see a big show match in 2021.
0: Yeah, dude, I, I thought this was a fun little segment. Obviously, they mm-hmm. had, you know they had a the Dan Lambert thing advertised, but it's been pushed back until next week. So you know, this was just there to kind of like fill that gap. Because like QT comes out and he's just like, after all the things that I've done to you, Tony, I was like, that that one thing I think you did to them, which was felt like a long old time ago. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it was a bit out of nowhere overall, but it was fun. Fun defense. Uh, and the main event was the fourth Labor of Jericho, Chris Jericho versus Wardlow with MJF in his corner, uh, and and that's it really. I think you know we're both of the opinion this that the escalation of drama feels like it's been out of order because the Nick Gage death match, the Hoovy match.
0: Well, here, yeah, I guess so, and I think part of the problem. I've had with this is that I think there's been confusion over what the labors, like what the end goal of the labors were. By that I mean, like this actually came up on Quizlemania last night, and it was actually almost like a 50 50 split of Mm. people who thought that Jericho had to go through the five labors to get to MJF and people who thought MJF was the fifth labor. And I'll be honest with you, as you know, and I watch this show week to week, I review this show week to week, I thought it was the latter. I thought he had to do the five labors to get the MJF match. As it Damn. turns out, as it turns out, we were wrong. MJF is the fifth labor, and we found this like has happened throughout this bloody feud. Because like last week, JR said that he was the referee, but he's actually just a ringside. I, it's not been particularly... and I agree with you as well because it's like we had, um, you know, the the chair thing with uh, with Sean Spears. Like that felt like that was pretty standard. He's going to go through all the members of the Pinnacle, but then. It was Nick Gage. Then it was Juventud Guerrera. So it's like, oh, okay, we're doing something a bit different with this. Well, no, then we're just going back to a Pinnacle member. And then he's just facing MJF on TV. And it really feels like this has been taken off the boil. Mm. It's like, in AEW's mind, and I totally
2: understand this, Wardlow is enough of a force himself. Like he is the stipulation. He is a death match. He kicks out the code breaker in the first minute at one, which was a great spot. And then he works over Jericho for the whole match. But just like, what gets me is MJF's in control here, so MJF can make it as hard as he wants. He mm-hmm. can make it a a handicap match against he did Jericho. Make,
0: he did make it as hard as he could. He was at ringside. Well, yeah, exactly. So it's like. <laughs>
2: I just felt you know and and blindfolds like yeah. what where, where where would you stop and the problem is like I, the only reason I'm thinking this far out the box is because you you've already had the death match with Nick Gage <laughs> like yeah. where do you go from there so anyway it was a fun match it was pretty dramatic uh, the crowd were a bit dead when Wardlow was just working Jericho over. But MJF tried to get involved. He was ejected to the back. While the referee's back was turned, Jericho used Floyd the Bat, hit Wardlow, then a Judas effect to win.
0: Yeah, there was a bit of miscommunication, I think, between Jericho and Wardlow because like Wardlow was distracted by Aubrey and MJF, MJF being ejected. Then he turned and walked back to Jericho and Jericho was quite audibly shouting at Wardlow not to come over yet. Mm. So, Jer- so Wardlow had to go like, Oh no, MJF Aubrey, no, and sort of walked back and fixed <laughs> <some>, my <like>, cool <laughs> hair. <laughs> then he came back and he and he hit him with Floyd. So it wasn't it wasn't the smoothest of endings. Um mm. yeah, it was it was totally fine. Ward though looked pretty cool because he did like the whole big power bum spotting and yeah. power bung him over and over again. That was pretty rad. So, but next week, MJF. It is a mm. match. It's Jericho and MJF. I think it's on. TV next week. Am I am I wrong in that? No,
2: that's a pretty stacked show next week. You've got the tag title match, stings in there, and
0: yeah, MJF and versus Jericho. The, and the key to it is that he can't come out to Judas, the, his entrance theme, which I think is there to set up so that the crowd can sing it for him. And cool. he can't, and he can't use the Judas effect as a finish. And if he does use it, MJF automatically wins. Yeah. Prediction. He does it behind a referee's back and gets the win. So MJF can be like, you broke the rules and Sandy the other. Setting up the pay-per-view match. Potentially, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So and, and also Sammy love, Guevara. That's
0: what, what I love in wrestling is when you do a match that sets up the same match for a pay-per-view. Love that. But without a stipulation. <laughs> exactly.
2: Sammy Guevara ran him to save uh, a Sean Spears beatdown thing, and so did Hager in all of this. The whole pinnacle in a circle thing does feel like it's fallen to the wayside, so maybe that will uh, come back into it. But yeah, I overall, <laughs> overall, I thought this was pretty average by AEW standards. Fun show, flew by, loved the wrestling, three out of five.
0: Yep, I mean, same score as Raw, right? So um, I uh, I very yeah, much enjoyed relative. this show. <laughs> I really enjoyed this show. thought it was a lot of fun. Um, it's, the Christian Cage thing I don't think is particularly working. Uh, and I think... A lot of things feel a bit directionless until Punk shows up. That's almost like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what Dynamite is just waiting for. I feel like we're basically yeah. just counting down the days until next Friday, which is kind of put the company on hold a little bit. I don't know. Like maybe that's just me. But do you know what? We're kind of out of step with this because 54% of our community thought that it was a four out of five awesome show, 16% thinking it was five out of five, all 24% thinking it was a three out of five show. All the power to them.
2: We've got to do our Patreon Hall of Fame. Thank you very much to our $25 a month or more backers. Spoken cast today, Jeremy Smith. Vincent Vega-Garcia. My Immortal is my
0: favourite song, Mashy. The man who wears the gold, the man recognised by SWAFT Nation International as the 24-7 champion, a legend. Yanni Zayn, Hamid. Who just became a member, I believe. Uh, the Ooh. big bad dog, Ryan Henson. or oh, Hanson even. Wasting
2: away via atrophy,
0: Or is it Atrophy. Atrophy. Mar-a-lar. Dot, 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 <laughs> dot, 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 dive, Dylan
2: Cachetta. Jonathan, the headmaster headman.
0: Peter Fiber Brauntas. Living in the past, Kieran Pryor. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 12th of August 2021, the craftsman, Blake Carpenter.
2: Oh, a new one. Thank you. Uh, last call for the Omega chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get them in there. Everyone over five US dollars will be read out before the end of the stream. Super chat party says, Christian loses to Omega and it pushes him down the rankings. Hangman on a winning streak. Jungle Boy loses in tag, falls down card. Hobbs loses to Brian Cage and falls. Darby is facing Punk. Khan decides number one contenders match between Orange Cassidy
0: and Hangman. Rankings. So, rankings, yeah. And I think that's Yeah. I mean there's a lot of people losing there, but yeah, I I mean, maybe. We've got to you know, we've got to get him to full gear at some way, I guess.
2: Keith Lloyd. Tony Khan has everyone in the palm of his hands right now. Cage wins the impact title, but gets hurt and gives his AEW title shot to Paige. Also very excited. You guys will be doing rampage reviews. Jam that smeg in jam. Oh no. Nope.
0: Yeah, yeah, we have Just live doing, reactions for the first yeah, one. Yeah, just like for the second one. To the, yeah, we're doing live reactions to the second one. We aren't doing reviews to it yet. We're gonna judge the 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 feeling amongst the audience and decide what we're gonna do. Um I am not I don't know, dude. I'm not a fan of Christian Cage just handing Adam Page no. the title shot. Like he he lost his chance. He's now got to earn that chance back, as opposed yeah, to I just think would someone be, else handing it to him.
2: It'd be unsatisfying. Dana Holland, the Christian Impact title shot might be a way to get Christian out of the all-out title shot and replace him with someone else. I think Christian should win, for your information. Uh, Dana Holland again, Christian is viewed as an Impact guy. Also, some time for him on Impact would be good. He had a storied career
0: on Impact. I don't, think, I don't think anyone thinks he's an Impact guy. I think everyone sees him as an ex-WWE guy.
2: Christopher Jazzcat, I love me some Kenny Omega, but for my money, there's no way he can touch Kazuchika Okada as the best wrestler in the world. Together in the ring, they were magic, though. Uh, on Dante Martin, Sari. Ladies and gentlemen, Dante Martin, the kid as a star. Love the small touch in the finish that Kenny didn't want to even risk it for Dante potentially kicking out of the one-winged angel. Pulled him up for the BTE and V-trigger combo. And Jose Bautista, Dante freaking Martin! AW speciality is making someone look great even in defeat. No 50-50 booking, no distraction roll-up, and no DQ finishes. Luke?
0: This company! In fact, producer Rich uh, messaged us at the start of the stream to say that he watched Dynamite uh, uh, with a casual fan last night who described Dante Martin as, quote, magical. Mm. Yeah, Uh, Nick Corvello, in
2: regard to Britt Baker, her hometown reaction is just an amplified version of the reaction she's already getting. A, (coughs) excuse me, AW need to give up trying to present her as a heel and keep her personality while having her feud against heels and aligning with faces. Yeah, good classic tweener booking. Uh, Hutch Army, hey lads, got to go to my first AW live show last night and it ruled. The pop for Britt was insane and the crowd was super into the main event. Love the opener too. What would you guys think of Statlander versus Baker at All Out? Into it. Very much into it. Two people on a hot streak. Go for it. James Hamley, I have a meeting and won't be able to watch the podcast live. My wife and I were there last night. We sat front row and were next to the timekeeper's table. Made it on TV with the custom wrestle talk. jam, that jam face mask my wife made. Brit's pop was our high point. Oh, I didn't see that. Awesome. No, I didn't see that either. Uh, Kevin May. Tony looking like a proud dad to Brit genuinely had me a little bit emotional. So there seems to be some hints at factions for the women's division. Would this help give it the boost it really needs?
0: Finally, four words, Dante freaking Martin Wow. I said this last week, I think the women's division needs, like if everyone else is in faction warfare, I don't know why the women, women are only just part of men's factions. Um, I don't think they also have enough women to kind of like make it work. But, you know, I, I think it'd be uh, I think it would certainly help. Why can't we just have people
2: factions, Luke?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, you're right, but they are just like, they're, 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 they're fella factions. Mm. Um, I loved Britt Baker did a promo uh, did an interview recently where she said that she would never turn on Tony Schiavone, but she might <laughs> turn on Jim Ross. Oh, that was very good. <laughs> Nick Corvello says, hey, Ollie and Luke, I think we should talk about the real controversy of this episode. Why were the face heel entrance tunnels flipped? I can't tell if the elite entered the wrong tunnel and the show just went with it or if it's a canonical change this week. I did not notice that. Neither did I. But I feel like I'm very bad at focusing on it was easier. It was easier in Impact Wrestling than on other sides of the building. Uh, mm. Sorry, could they keep the Dark Order internal struggles going until Rochester's show end of September? Have negative one reunite them for a massive emotional moment that I think we all need for Mister Brody Lee. I'm getting chills just thinking about the pop. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's a, idea. R- about the right timeline as well. I think it would do as well. Yeah, and, and like with Brody from being from Rochester, like that's almost the perfect place to do something with the Dark Order. Matt Hennessey, I love this AEW show. I do have a few complaints. Four out of five show. The Good, one: I love the opening tag match. That Martin kid is going to be a star someday. Solid win for the Elite. I enjoyed the Allen match and the post-match made me laugh. The Hardy family office versus best friend match was great. The Elite and hands-in pocket spot between Hardy and Cassidy was great. I'm all in on them feuding. Looking forward to Pac and Friday It should be a great match at All Out. Baker and Black were great promos. Man, Baker is a star. A solid tag match between the Dark Order and the Good Brothers. Wardlow versus Jericho was great one point what had the match one but mgf demanded he keep beating jericho up finish protects wardlow and makes jericho look like a smart babyface. The bad i like cage but i wish they did the aew world title match on dynamite or rampage mm. rosa and statlander just don't feel like it mattered and outside of the baker and thunder rosa aew haven't made many stars in the women's division i think you meant rose and statlander there at the start there and uh, i'm not into qt even so slightly. And while I'm somewhat interested in seeing Big Show Wrestle, I have no interest in seeing QT on television. He has Baron Corbin changed the channel heat from 2019. With a complaints I've made, I just want to say that it comes from a good place. I would disagree that QT Marshall has changed the channel heat because I don't think people care enough. <laughs> people people hated Baron Corbin to the point where they wanted to turn over. Uh, QT's just there. I like QT. Uh,
2: but I'm a big Sopranos fan. Uh, Matt Hannessy, by the way, that was uh, that was a lot of money you just gave over individual chat. So thank you very much.
0: In various forms of currency as well. So mm. thank you very much, uh, Emma Bonn. Since one of my favourite wrestlers and fellow trans woman Nyla Rose wrestled last night, I have an announcement and a joke. My orchi, oh hang on, my ectomy is scheduled for April. Scary surgery. It really takes balls. Way like that manners. I'm not sure if I said that right. I hope I did. Uh Nate S. I'm hoping over the next few weeks of Dynamite and Rampage, we get some huge angles. As right now, the card for All Out hasn't been redeveloped. Maybe it will be Sammy MJ for All Out. Luke, mm. you said you quit things that are no good at. Explain Castlevania. <laughs> hey Nate S. Uh, do you see me playing Castlevania? Haven't played it since Screen Stalker. So clearly I gave up on that as well. It took me 30 years, still can't do it. I'm actually playing Symphony of the Night at the moment because that game rules. Steven Guzman, I'm 99%. I'm crazy, but when Darby Allen came out, his entrance was somewhat similar to CM Punk's. He had a hood, smacked his arm on the ground like CM Punk came out, would say it's clobbering time. I just need Punk to debut because I'm losing my mind. (laughs) Uh, Bobby G. I mentioned this on the Fightful post show, but definitely want to see your guys' take. Daniel Garcia joins Daniel Bryan and begins the building of the American Dragon dungeon. Also, uh, would like Angelico and Jack Evans in there as well. What are your takes on that?
2: I r- I really like that. Not initially, but maybe
0: six months into Bryan's debut. SD Jones, do you think the fact that Aew tends to keep certain people off TV for stretches makes them feel more important when they do show? makes them feel like bigger stars? FTR, Hager, Rosa, Christian, etc? I don't think they've got the balance right. I think they uh, maybe having two shows will help this. Their roster is too big for two hours. It away. is big. Yeah, it's a big old it's a big old uh, roster at the moment. And they're just gonna add to it. Ten uh, I really like AEW, so I'm gonna criticize it. I have no interest in Omega versus Christian, let alone twice. The elite should sell less. Stop going to ads in the middle of a segment. They did the exact same segment for the women's division. No need to pin Wardlow. Thanks. Uh second Omega Chad, uh, why not bring punk in for the beginning while the crowd is hot and have Kenny main events? I wonder both. Oh, for the, the next page review. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean you could do that yeah but like yeah have punk as the opening match as opposed to the main events. It is his first match back in 7 years though. I think it probably should be the main event of the show. Um but yeah I I I disagree on the Elite should sell less thing though. I I don't I don't buy into that at all. Mm-hmm. Bucksfan818, question for you guys if Miro isn't arrested for the murder of Fuego del Sol on Rampage what would you like to see him do it All Out? Personally i like to see an open challenge answered by Colt Cabana in Chicago
2: <sighs> That's fun I don't know, you know this is one of the problems like uh, the chat just there said, a lot of the card for All Out is you just t- can't see where they're going with it
0: Particularly as well, like Taxes super chat, uh, ultra chat says this as well. There aren't many people that believe it's actually gonna be Christian versus Omega at All Out. Like Texas Mm -hmm. says here, apparently Jay White is announced for an indie event in Chicago on the 21st of August. Feels a bit weird for him going around Chicago, doing indies at the same time as AEW big shows, right? What if it's him versus Kenny at All Out? Absolutely. And this is why like people, you know, criticize us for titling this video. Absolutely no one buys this as the, as a title match at All Out. Everyone is doing everything they can to suggest other matches that can mm-hmm. go in its place. Uh, not a real doctor in training. Maybe MJF versus Jericho matches on TV on the 18th so we can get MJF versus CM Punk as early as Rampage on the 20th. It allows MJF to come out to Cult of Personality. Any plans for regular Rampage reviews? Uh, the the MJF coming out to Cult of Personality thing I think is a great... Uh, rib. I think it would be a really good way to kind of like get heel here from the crowd. You can't, as much as I love it, you need to have punk come out to that song first because you're only going to get that pop once. Like mm-hmm. you're only going to get that cult personality pop once, like for the first time. That has to be punk. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, for the Rampage review, uh, we sort of already mentioned it. Tempest is going to do a Rampage review like he does for NXT in the Saturday News episodes with Pete. But as of right now, uh, we won't be doing
0: anything else because, you know, we work quite a lot and we do need weekends. Uh, Raygon411, I think it's telling that we haven't seen a match graphic for the all-out world title and reserving judgment (laughs) until it's properly revealed. It's a Uh, conspiracy. In all fairness, they haven't done anything for Pac Andrade either, and that match is basically confirmed. XN Helio can't wait next week when we get the debut of Keith Apicary on Dynamite. WrestleTalk throwback.
2: You joke, but he was on America's Got Talent and got millions and millions of views. So Keith Apicary is amazing. Yep, He's he's an awesome guy. I was ahead
0: of the time. You were ahead of the time. You were right all along. People did not see your vision. Um, I did, though. Sean Costello, do you guys think that Fuego is secretly already signed and AEW are just waiting to give fans a big feel-good moment eventually, not necessarily against Miro, given how over he seems to be and how he's always around in some capacity?
2: Uh, Yeah, maybe.
0: They seem to sign everyone, so I don't know why Fuego wouldn't be. Nate S. Black is known to have subtle clues as to who his next target is in promos, and he was speaking about someone who was loud and always talking, but then drops that he's arguing with God. Is he coming for Miro? Yes, please. I'm all in on the House of Black. I like that. Rick Jarrett. I know it's off topic to this stream. I don't think it is. Uh, But has anyone noticed the darkness around Malachi's Black's bad eyes seems to be spreading with each appearance? Possible influence of a deeper evil. Love the stream, guys. I'm really looking forward to Monday.
2: Yeah, it's definitely getting larger, like it's taking over his face. Uh, Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with that because he's only got so much face left.
0: Stephen Duggan says all out card predictions it's Punk versus Allen, Omega versus Cage, Mox versus Tanahashi, Miro versus Guevara, Bucks versus Varsity versus Lucha Bros. I don't know why the basties are in there? Um, mm-hmm. Pack versus Andrade, Baker versus Chris Statlander, Show versus QT. The Battle Royal. Be honest, I could handle a Hangman taking his time coming back. That card is pr- is worthy of banging some powder, surely. <laughs> I think you're pretty card. much. I think you're pretty much on like uh, Moxley, Tanahashi. I think is pretty much a lock. I think it is going to be Baker Statlander. So yeah, I, I, that's a very very good card. But I, I mean, you, just, you say that though, but you are, you need to have a terrible card because you're just doing the punk thing. So why bother with the rest of the card? Uh, that's what I've been told. Kevin, why is MJF the fifth labour? Why the stipulation? Why next week? This feud has so much potential that it's become stale. Yeah, it just hasn't, hasn't fulfilled the initial promise, has it? Uh, Panduel say huge Dark Order fan. Love the story they've been telling while juggling all the other plates. If you've not seen the latest BTE, the Hangman Dark Order skid was amazing. Legit had me in tears. Really caught me off guard. Go and watch it. Mm-hmm. Josh Jostad, Vicky Guerrero uses Screech. It's super <laughs> effective. Austin TH, so I'll be at the Houston show next week. Stacked show, so I'm hyped. One detail I think people missed, they announced Sammy versus Spears with Sammy having announcement. I think he's going to challenge Miro at All Out. Uh, and JT The Flash said that, that opening match was really good in the storytelling. It kept the attention of my three-year-old son. He let out a sad cry when all three hit Martin. Love this company. I was a WB oh. lifer, but no more thank you AEW. And I will hot tag back to you.
2: Ten Ruzza. do you guys think that Impact with Christian and other stars like that will be able to get Impact decent live audiences when they tour again? I can't wait for Resurgence as well. Again, can't wait for Rampage to start. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, if you've got names like Kenny, those are drawing, like, that. they're huge drawers to put on a live gate. Uh, but I don't think it will change the TV ratings that much. I also, agree. Um,
0: also uh, do. We know if they're touring?
2: yeah, they have. I haven't heard anything yet. Uh, apparently, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae are expecting a child. That's great. Well news. done. Well done. Well done for reproducing. Yes, it's not Handmaid's Tale yet. <laughs> Hannah Allen, hey guys, now it's. Now, it's not that sweet Khan coin or USD, but have some stinky (laughs) Australian Uh, dollars. Oh, Oh, rubbish. Uh, I totally had the option to donate in another currency, but I decided I'd shower (laughs) you in seven Australian dollars instead. It's loose change. So extra stinky. Uh, Lots of love. Jam that jam.
0: It's not coins. Are you making it hail?
2: Ghostface 1999, I purchased a Dance Chopper t shirt and I made a banner that said support Wrestle Talk. Then the pandemic hit. Don't be surprised when AEW comes to Toronto, Canada, and I wear an outdated <laughs> Wrestle Talk shirt where I am sitting on the first row. Uh, Alpaca Nation 87, Tempest doesn't know what's good, though. He hates the hottest thing in NXT, Dexter Loomis. It's a divisive character. And again, don't know about everyone else, but Ollie singing Lady Marmalade, would be sure to get over 80 million subscribers. That's how we beat WWE. Good, Liam man. Craig. Liam Craig, I just want to say I popped so hard when I saw the big Ollie Davis AEW debut. Yep, I'm signed now. I just have to beat Miro next week. And finally, Callum Brennan. Sorry, Ollie. I side with Luke. Four inches doesn't make a difference in height. All those guys seem the same to me too. By the way, QuizzleMania was bloody brilliant last night. Uh, and we've just had one more come in. Rangers mayhem. I can see Black versus Miro for the TNT title at all out. Major surprise. Would the lights go out? And Murphy and Brody King from ROH to round out the House of Black. Oh, I would also love to see Fake Sting to show up next week for the 2.0 BTE joke of the week. Yeah. So 2.0 thought he was Jeff Farmer. That's see so that? Good. That's That's so amazing.
0: amazing. What are the top three things you're most excited for about going into the office on Monday? I'm not going to say the people
2: because obviously that's the number one. Um, I'm excited to. Say, I really love our office. Well, the, the office we have was like, and we, we moved into this building three almost three years ago now, and we were in this crappy room in the middle. And there was this beautiful office at the end that some architects had. And it had windows. We didn't have windows. It looked out onto the the canal. And it was huge. Mm-hmm.
0: And so much Very natural light. light. Airy.
2: airy. Actual airflow. And I was like, that's the one I want. And just by just by chance, they were moving out and we got it. And we were in there for two months. And then the pandemic oh. hit. So I'm
0: excited to get there. Do you remember when we sat on the cinema chairs and watched Transformers the movie on our lunch break? Exactly, like the dream was starting to happen,
2: and then then the pandemic hit. We were deaf. That I mean, that's the worst story, right, of the pandemic, (laughs) that we can't watch Transformers (laughs) the movie in our office together anymore. That twice. (laughs) Mm. Um. Yeah, I, I guess that's the second one. Watching the Michael Bay Transformer movies in the office with everybody. The superior movies mm-hmm. of the Transformer franchise. I know you. Uh, and going for drinks. Going for drinks after work.
0: Yeah, I was actually just on our Instagram page and um, social media Abby had posted up the photos of us in our um, Jam That Jam t shirts uh, which I did not provide one for Because I'm a very bad employee uh, But Adams was taken at the beer merchants Outside ah. of the beer garden
2: Who was he there with?
0: Might just have been on his own Oh, he's
2: not going Because cause Adam has been back in the office For like the last week and a half But no one else has gone back yet So he's all by himself He's not already
0: drinking alone, is he? <laughs> He's like you. Once your partner went back to work, he's just there, just not cups of tea out of a can. (laughs) I am those same things, uh, but you know what? I'm also really looking forward to doing live stream reactions where we're not trying to sync up video and audio with other people in different Mm. locations. Just being there to react to things like in the same room together. I still go mm. back to, I, I wasn't there for it, but your reaction to the Young Bucks, uh, the, the Kenny Omega kick out at one from Revolution. Me, you and Andy screaming with joy for the Drew McIntyre mm. Royal Rumble win. Like that's what I'm, because re- at the moment, like my life reactions, and I think you've had the same thing, where it's like, we're reacting, but I'm very aware that my wife is upstairs and trying to sleep. Oh yeah,
2: I... I love being loud in the videos, but I'm I'm quite hyperconscious about noise in my in real life outside recording situations. Of course, I I yell so hard at the camera when I do the news and stuff, and it pains me. Um. So yeah, actually, actually allowing the cheers to come out and stuff, jumping around, slapping each other, headlocks.
0: You know. Yeah. Because we're bats. all going to be like. Oh I mean, in case anyone's worried, we're going to be doing like you know tests and everything like that to make sure that we're we're all being very responsible with what we're doing. so you know we're, it's, it's all going to be very we're all double jad plus twelve, so we're all like taking things very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just yeah i'm I'm pretty pretty excited about it. um let's see if I've got any quick uh, mail bags that I want to read out do do do, do, do. karaoke um, is another one. Oh, you're absolutely right because we haven't been able to properly do karaoke. Also, mm-hmm. Big Apple Takedown on Wrestle Talk Extra uh, on the um, Ramble Club. I
2: don't know if I've missed that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Dale said, uh, "Hi all, I've got something to confess, which might mean oh, sorry, I have so- I have to confess something, which might mean while the actual interaction I had was good, it might be viewed poorly in hindsight." I met Ollie, Laurie, and Adam at UK Games Expo. Thought I presented (gasps) myself very well to all of them. Ollie, you're (laughs) right. Adam's legs don't look like how you expect them to. I thought I was weird when I thought that. Then you brought it up on the very next podcast. Yes! See? He's got... His legs don't match his body. (laughs) However, here's the kicker. After meeting Ollie on the Skybridge on my way to get lunch, when I was walking back Mm. to my stand, I saw him again, walking around the NEC, looking confused i didn't try to speak to him again i'd already met him said hello had a brief chat i didn't want to disturb him further and then i met laurie i again said hello mentioned i'd seen ollie already and he said well i'm glad someone has he can't seem to find the hall the effing moron and that's when it (laughs) dawned on me there's ollie alone lost cold and even maybe in a land he doesn't know and i left him to fend for himself Anyway, the rest of the show was fun, and he seemed to uh, have recovered by fine by the time I'd packed up the stall, got home on Monday, have a lovely rest of the week, jam that jam, Dale.
2: Yeah, could, could, have, could have done with some help there, Dale, mate. Point me in the right direction. I felt like I was really frustrating Adam on that UK <laughs> board, board game expo trip. Because I was like, you know, we get there, and I haven't done a test yet. So I have to go and do a test with the person while they've already done their tests. And, you know, Adam's there with these duffel bags and these pulley bags. And he's like, I just want you to get to games. I just want and our train had been canceled that morning. So that was a, that was a whole extra frustration thing. And then like, we get, we get there and I find them. I'm like, can we go to the toilet? And he was like, I want to, I want to go to the games. So we all went to the toilet. Cause you know, I needed to go. And then we get out. (laughs) Honestly, these—it just hit me. I was like, "I'm hungry now, pretty hungry." Because you didn't get your first class meal, exactly. So we did about five ten minutes of walking around the game. You've got all the games, and then uh, then I was allowed to get a panini, and everyone (laughs) had to sit down and watch me eat.
0: oh you're the worst uh, anyway mm-hmm. that's all we've got time for on this the last lockdown podcast with me and ollie there is one more uh, lockdown podcast of course because i've got the show with denise tomorrow with grand pooh bear and possibly someone from ring of honor that's yet to be confirmed take care everyone i love you <laughs>